One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that builds biographical bridges between our guests and you using the songs that have become entwined with their lives and their memories. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Spencer Ellis. Spencer's a 32-year-old multifaceted, he says C-A-D-H-D-L-O-L, artist who lives in Cape Coral. He was born and raised in central Southern California until age 16, but lived most of his life as a North Carolinian. He creates and performs queer rap under the pseudonym Duke Stamina, which just got signed to Sweatband Records, an indie music label based out of Los Angeles. He's getting ready to drop his debut album on September 6th. Duke Stamina is also the name under which he recently started streaming live beat creation on Twitch. Outside of that, Spencer runs a video production company called Dandy House. He also does digital illustration and design and sells original fine art as a member of the DOS Co-op Art Gallery in Fort Myers. Spencer's quite the character, so we'll be perfect for this show. And here we go. Hey there, Spencer. Oh, hi, friend. How are you? I'm um, absolutely stellar. So when was the last time you ran a Dungeons & Dragons campaign? Oh, my God. It's been so long. But um, So are, are we going to play, though? Um, we have a I'm game going. It. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you guys playing 5th? Uh, Richard? Yes. Yeah, we're playing 5th edition. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Man, fun, I'm jealous. So, oh, wow. But you have that listed on your Facebook page as in occupation, So, but that's not something you've done recently. Oh, no. So that, uh, uh, the, the Karate Dungeon Master... Right? Yes, Karate Dungeon. What yes. is Karate Dungeon? So the Karate Dungeon was a... Um, so back when I lived in North Carolina, we ran my house as a kind of like little punk venue. And um, the basement uh, of it, we dubbed the Karate Dungeon. Um, and we had like we had bands from France that were like on tour come and play our, our basement venue. Uh, I remember this one, Birds in Row. They're like a kind of like scramsy emo band came and played our basement and stuff. It was really cool. I loved it. And you did actually play Dungeons and Dragons or D and D in that basement. I don't think it ever happened in there. It was <laughs> d- a disgusting place. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, you grew up in Southern California. I absolutely did. What was the musical background of your childhood there? Oh, awful. Um, so I've never listened to good music ever in my life, um, and. Uh, so growing up there, um, my I grew up Christian. Hey, thanks, mom. And uh, so I was just constantly getting, you know, like going to the Christian bookstore and getting new music there. And uh, or it would be things like the Pokemon to be a master soundtrack, which still slaps. Um, I wasn't allowed to listen to the Pokemon <gasps> music at that particular age because of the same reason though. Dang. Like there was I mean we we had to talk about it and I we got through it but, yeah. at, but yeah. at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh so I take it you probably didn't get to get to read Harry Potter at first either. Uh I was too old anyway. Which what? I mean I guess I mean, we shouldn't talk about old. I shouldn't say too old, but like I was uh I'm I'm thirty six. So. Oh I'm thirty two. So I'm like I'm that, literally that, that Harry's little, age. Just that little bit there, yeah. Yeah. But but you know, they evolve and that but was also, a problem in my house. They cancelled anyways, so whatever. <laughs> it's true. Man, I just I loved the books, but man, that, that author is a real um mm-hmm. a real a hole. Mm-hmm. I bought boycotted the books back when they were popular because I knew the future. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Um, That's some hipster <laughs> shit right there. Exactly. Oh, God, I know. I, I'm like inverted. <laughs> hipster. Um, uh, what was the first then secular music that made it through the, the, the armor? Ah, uh, okay. So I did get a, um, my first secular album that I ever bought was uh, uh, Americana by The Offspring. Um, uh, and that was like actual full band album. I'm I'm guessing, and that was the first one like I bought myself. But I think I also got like, now that's what I call music. Like whichever oh, one had yeah. Nookie on it. <laughs> I mean the now that's that was. I think it was now edition nine thousand now. Yeah. <laughs> if I ask you to flash back to an early musical memory as far back as you can dig, what pops up? Um. Ew. Gotta go with it. Okay. Um. Uh. <laughs> Listening to Eiffel 65's um, Blue. No, I I had gotten the album Europop. I loved that album. Um, they have an entire song on it that's just him naming PlayStation One games. <laughs> it's very good. Um, Tagging three, Metal Gear Solid. 
Um, but I was, remember listening to that right after I'd just gotten uh, Pokemon Blue and my Game Boy, uh, like, and we were driving home from the Walmart in Lompoc, and I was listening to that on my like CD player, and I was listening to this song. Uh, what is it called? What are you? Who are you? Um, uh, <laughs> too much of heaven. Can bring you underground. It was uh, called Too Much of Heaven. No, it was Living in a Bubble. Living in a Bubble. Living Sorry. In a bubble. Living in a Bubble. There's, there's, dude, that album is stacked with, so, with, with slammers. Hilarious side note. My ex-boyfriend's stepfather wrote or produced or something, that blue song. And I remember when I went over there, I was like, why do you have like all of these like gold, wait, silver, wait, wait, wait. platinum albums of Eiffel 65? Is he goes, Italian? Yeah. His name is... <gasps> Well, I won't go there. But anyway, you could look it up very easily. And we maybe we'll talk later. But anyway. There's yeah. a Vice documentary about it. I I think I might have seen him. Yes, I'm sure you did. So oh my it's God, just that's so awesome. a little side note wow. about me and how for some reason all of us seem to be weirdly very connected in odd ways already. <laughs> already. <laughs> Not even first song story, and here we are. Um playing musical instruments. What was the first time you did that? Oh, um, well, I I got a little Dan Electro uh like lipstick pickup guitar when I was like maybe 13, 14. Um, and I was really bad at it. And I'm still bad at guitar. I'm really awful at it. I play ukulele now because... Um, fewer moving parts. Yes, fewer strings. <laughs> yeah. I've got four fingers. It's got four strings. It just makes sense to me. I, uh, I can, I'm simpatico with you on that. Uh, so when did you move to North Carolina? I moved there when I was 16, 16 or 17. I can't remember, like, exactly, but I think it was probably 16. What was that like, going from Southern California to North Carolina? Um, at first, it sucked, because it's like, oh, cool, I'm 16 years old, and all of my friends, bye. And then I got to North Carolina, and um, I, I fell in love with it. I, I love it. I love, like, specifically where we were at Greensboro. It was very similar to the same kind of place we were at in California, where in California, if you drove 30 minutes, you were in the mountains, or if you drew, drove 30 minutes, you were at the beach. Well, add an extra zero to that, and in Greensboro, North Carolina, three hours you were at the beach, three hours you were in the mountains. Um, I loved it. So what was the musical background of your time there? Like, what were you into at that point in time? So when I got to uh, North Carolina, I was listening to a lot of... I was listening to, like... Like, what is it? Like, much music, like, Fuse TV, post-hardcore, oh, punk MMUSA rock. Oh, USA was the Yeah. <laughs> I was on that. I was on that much music train before it turned into Fuse. Um, but, yeah, so I got there, and then I ended up getting involved in the metalcore, post-hardcore scene for years out there. I had... A f I, I come from playing metal, as far as, like, all of my stuff is considered. Uh, band. Were you ever in a band? Did oh, you, yeah. How many I've been bands? in a few. I've been in... Let's see here. I My first band, uh, Don't Look Us Up, because you won't find anything, was called He Against the Grave, which was um, a like <laughs> Christian, under-oath-style like, post-hardcore band. And then after that, I was in a band called Fastest Kid in Fifth Grade, <laughs> which you can look up, because we're on YouTube, and it slaps still. Um, <laughs> it's... Gonna... it's that's uh, fastest kid in fifth grade. Yeah, we had, sounds like a ska song. Yeah, like, we we were um I don't know we were like post hardcore metalcore kind of stuff. It honestly too cool for the second grade. That's what I sorry I <laughs> went there. How about uh, just whales? Will that work? Yes, that is the album. Let's hear it. Oh what? Okay, we like to do this. We YouTube things. Quickly. I'm so I'm so about this. Which which there track you give me? Ad we Let's find out the holy piece. So it's just going to start with the beginning, or should I just jump somewhere? Let's find out if you're missing out on ad revenue on this. I love the sips nope. of the coffee we Are you vocal? Oh yeah, that's all me on vocals. Here, I'm going to jump ahead. It's time for a place we search, move for the understanding. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, right. When was that? That freaking rule. <laughs> so uh, that was... I don't know. When did it say that was uploaded? Um, uh, I feel like we were banned from like... Uh, like That's o- pretty sick artwork, too. No, no, oh, yeah. That was done by this uh, artist, uh, Martin Donders. Oh He's uh, from... What is it? We're linking this. In the, <laughs> in the thing. Heck yeah, cool. I oh, love this so much. Thing, in the description. Uh, They're the debating. Fifth grade, it's 2009 EP. 2009. Yeah, yeah. So we we started playing around like, like oh four oh six. So you were still you were in you were in North Carolina by then. Oh yeah. Oh right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was I was in North Carolina by oh two oh three okay. I believe. Gotcha. Um, uh, do you keep up with any of the people in that band? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, me and um, me and the guitarist from that band just put out on YouTube. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's a like uh, kind of problematic song online that came out called uh, "Send Bobs," which is like it's like a rap <laughs> song. Okay, you're familiar with "Send Bobs." I'm familiar with the meme around "Send Bobs." Okay, yes, it's it's a it's a. Um, this guy did like this, like kind of like mumble rap uh, thing that was about like thirsty dudes sending um, like messages to girls, um, sending like really thirsty messages to girls in their in their DMs. Icon- so iconically, like send boobs. Or yes, yeah, it's supposed, supposed to be like send boob pics Just and so stuff that like that. Can but, draw the line to the title. Send but bobs. it's yeah, send bobs yeah, and. Um, so we did. Oh, yeah. I love you, Mike. We we literally just did a "What If Send Bobs" by uh, Hovey Benjamin was played by Senses Fail, and it sounds exactly like a Senses Fail track. It's like it's so upsetting how fast we were able to put together a track that sounds <laughs> just like Senses Fail. One eight seven was my handle. Oh on my AIM, god! And I didn't know what it stood for at the time because ah, that ooh. song was my favorite thing. And then like very quickly, I learned what it was, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it for. A very long time, <laughs> and uh, have ju- I have since changed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is time for your first song. Here we New go. Story. Uh, it's it's not wind, which it's is what wind. I was saying in my head. It's wind. Um, what would you like to do? Would you like to tell a story? Would you like to listen to it? It's up to you. Um. Uh, let me think. Uh, I, I, I want to explain it first. I think um, he's going to defend himself. Let me defend. No, actually, no. I don't need to defend this one. You can just go ahead and play it out. And some of y'all might recognize this because um, y'all might be like me, and you might be weebs. And uh, we we all are. And this is so. This is um, <laughs> the band is named what? How do you say it? Akaboshi. Akaboshi. Their 2002 album Stone Town uh, is wine. Okay, for starters, uh, we are not weebs. They 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 informed me. I think it's weebs. So uh, proceed with your story. Uh, so, all right, that that song itself. Um, I don't know. I so I so as a weeb. Um, so did they explain to you what that is? In like three words, but so you a, do flesh a, it out a, a little a more. A weeb first. is a shortened verm. Uh, shortened form of weeaboo, which is a um internet. Uh, it's like a derogatory slang term, or used to be for someone who was like into anime. Um, and uh, so, well, I wanna, I'm going to amend, but it must be it must be really into because no, I'm into. I watch well, anime, so it's not. It's not. You start with a Japanophile, like somebody yes. who really, really loves Jap- Japan and Japanese culture, but also only has like a superficial, like anime-based understanding of it. <laughs> yes. So like yes. they think they think that Japan is like anime <laughs> over in real life, and it's it's really frustrating if like Spencer and I am as well. Like if you're a huge fan, I think territory like of, of Japanese culture as it actually is, it can be really frustrating to hear people kind of. Diminish it. Diminish it all the way down to, like, yeah, cartoon memes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's most people who are, like, big fans of anime, like, you end up turning into a fan of Japanese culture. Like, it's just, if you like it enough, half of the shows are, like, things that take place in, like, Japanese schools and stuff like that, and you start getting, like, a taste for, like, what their culture is yeah. like. So it's, like... A path that you take to 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 weebdom, and uh, I don't know. It's uh, most people who use that term now. Like it's not 
use to describe someone like that. It's more someone who's just like a big anime anime nerd is generally described as a weeb or like, I am weeb trash. (laughs) And the reason we're talking about this is because this song was with which anime? So this song was the ending theme for Naruto season one or two is one of them. I think it was season one. Is it? Uh, it is. I looked it up. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I, so I love my boy Naruto, and I know they like they they butchered him. <laughs> they I mean, I'm just gonna boy. say they massacred my boy. Yeah, they massacred my boy. They made him. They just they they filled that show with so much filler, where it'd be like six seasons of hey, this is non canonical nonsense because we haven't caught up to the comic book, mm-hmm. um, and. And they just they made it go too long, but I that show still has like this big part in my heart. You know, it's it's one of the shows that like I got huge into the fandom, and it got me more and more into like anime itself. And that's a song that I related to a lot of my close friends over. And where this song specifically brings me is um, is to my like first few years at this anime convention up in North Carolina called uh, Animazement. It's uh, Memorial every Memorial Day weekend, except it wasn't this year. Um, but th- me and my my friends up north consider that convention something like Mecca, where it's like we come back every year. We come back every year, even since I moved to Florida. I've, I haven't missed a single amazement except this year, but there wasn't one. So, um, but we we go up there, and and that's where like I don't know. We we would become good friends with someone, and then we would go to animazement together and it was just like we turned into this like eternal bond like those friends i i'm probably more in contact with them than i am in contact with people that i'm friends with down here and like to give a, an example this year when we didn't have animazement we all asked off for that whole weekend and we spent the entire weekend literally video chatting through Discord. Oh, I should like, have done that. That's really smart. <laughs> it was it was great, and we just like we we just hung out like through Discord, and we got we did what we do every animation, and get we got wasted as hell, and <laughs> and just talked it and played video games and and nerded out for an entire weekend. And since then, we've been doing it much more consistently too. We realized like. Why aren't we doing this all the time? Um, so we've just, that's pretty much been my life since since May is like hanging out with all my friends up north uh, through video chat and Discord. God, I love Discord. Okay, I want to ask a show, uh, show appropriate question here. Oh, what, shit. Uh, do you watch any music based anime? Like oh, any, yeah. Like shows that center around. So, uh, Kids on the Slope is one of my favorite uh, anime I've ever seen. It. Uh, was an entire anime based around, uh, what is it called? Uh, based around jazz, um, and then there, there's a there's a lot of really good music mm-hmm. anime. Um, I just finished uh, Carol and Tuesday, yeah, which is done by the creator of Cowboy Bebop, and that's on Netflix, and it's about like two girls. Man, that show like there were parts of that show that like made me cry that shouldn't have, but <laughs> well, just being a musician, yeah. like watching two people go through the like falling in love with with performing and playing music with with other people is just like it was so heartwarming but oh yeah i i love like music anime that's my that's my ish right there if you haven't watched your your lie in april i am not ready to cry and you're ready to cry i was going to say that, i'm, that's a I'm good not cry. ready i'm not ready to have my heart ripped out cuz that's that music show yeah crying at the end okay mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to <laughs> moving on to Fort Myers. Although I just finished watching Steins Gate. Yeah. Thanks oh yeah. To Richard. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it, I, I haven't done Steins. I need Gate. to watch you it again you because it to I, I, it, there's a lot going on and there's the time and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I generally watch like shojo. <laughs> it's got some shojo elements. Okay, that's yeah. good. That or just it's all slice of life shojo stuff. I just like fluffy things, man. It makes me feel good. Uh, Fort Myers. Southwest Florida, how long ago? How, why? Oh, okay, so I moved down here, um, let's say, maybe four, five, maybe closer to five years, five years ago? Oh my god. Um, and I moved down here from North Carolina because, um, <laughs> because I needed to get the hell away from who I had been dating because I found out that he used to be a pedophile! And that really f***ed me up. So I moved down here and um, 
was a hollow shell of a person for a bit and then made a bunch of friends and started a a new life here and I love it. I do love this area. Well, I love some of the people I've met here. Um the mosquitoes and uh humidity can suck it though. Uh <laughs> we have some good pockets of areas and people. Yes. That's the way yes. I think of it. As someone who just spent 4th, 4th of July in Cary, North Carolina, <laughs> I am super jealous of the lack of mosquitoes and humidity oh my in God. the middle of summer. What was your first impression? Of oh, Florida? And how? Why here? Like, So my mom lives down here. Um, my, uh, She was actually on Gulf Coast Live. Uh-huh. Um, so she lives down here, and I, I pretty much like, I need to get the heck out of North Carolina. I don't know where to go. And she was like, well, you come here. So I was like, I bet. And then came down, and now, now he, and here I am. So when did you start making music down here, and with whom? Um, well, when I moved down here, I started working uh, more seriously on my uh, solo uh, hip-hop, uh, sorry, not hip-hop, solo rap project, uh, Duke Stamina, which is actually just about to drop uh, its first album in, like, next month on the 6th. Uh, your your the album title. Can you clarify? What by the way, it has two colons in it. Super Horse Dad's two colon Turbo colon Terminated Edition. So, well, actually, it's super. <laughs> it's Super Horse Dad's two Turbo Tournament Edition original soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> okay. Continue. Um, and it's um, most of those songs were written like five years prior to this album. I've had all this material for a bit and. I'd been wanting to take it more seriously after I moved down here because it's just like, it's, I've always loved rap and I've always loved hip hop. And this was a super fun kind of like, like coming from doing nothing but like heavy music and then being in kind of like a more poppy indie rock band for a bit. Um, I wanted to do something different and I really love, uh, you know, I, I love electronic music and I love hip hop and I love beat making and stuff like that. So uh, I this kind of got me to do more and more and more of that. And I literally, uh, I just got signed to a label out in L.A. called uh, Sweatband Records. I'm super stoked to be uh, joining the Sweatband family. And uh, yeah, so that's that is that is Duke Stamina. Um, is Duke Stamina a stage name or a persona? <laughs> Duke Stamina is. Um, uh, a little of both. I mean, it's it's kind of my nom de plume for um, any for most of my art that is very like uh, overtly homoerotic, like aggressively homoerotic. Duke stamina on stage is so fun. Uh, you described it in a video I watched as unbridled queer rap bangers. <laughs> yes, that's that's pretty much what I put out. <laughs> Give us a little something. Here, you want to hear a little something? Oh. Are you, are you, are you playing gay pock? Indeed. Thank This is sort of shake your ass until you break your legs. Throw your back out. Fracture your dick. Replace your hips. And I'm a know-it-all like I'm Dr. Lipshit. I'm a respected and vastly red rider. Yeah. Shoot my eyes out with a red rider. Yo, it's Christmas morning. Bringing heat like a white lighter to all this kerosene on the floor. And the raps is boring. Slaps that I'm recording. Make your speakers sound like it's a whole hive swarming. They bustin' and I ain't even serious. And you're making all that yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sounds like a... Beastie Boys meets MC Chris. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean, those are both uh, big influences, and that's also an incredible segue. Oh, no. How is that? Uh, to my next song. But we're not ready to go to your next song yet, so <gasps> placeholder, placeholder segue. Remember that moment. Remember uh, that moment, because it was. It was pretty good. That was a good one. Um, so um, <laughs> uh, I want to talk more about the production stuff. All the, there's cool. a lot of elements going on there. You made the music video for it. You do videography. Like, at, In what order did all those things come along? As far as that was considered? No, in, or, in terms of your experience, when, you know, when did you start doing electronic stuff? When did you start doing video editing? So like, I've been doing uh, home home music production for a long time, like when I, I, when I was like... 18, I think, I or maybe 17, I got my first uh, recording interface, and I've been 
making little like silly songs here and there. That's how the whole rap thing got started. Is me and my friends used to just like I had a recording interface, so we'd make like dumb, dumb, stupid, problematic rap songs in at my house at like two in the morning, and uh, and then. Uh, and then listen to them on repeat and laugh a whole bunch. Uh, so I've been doing that for a bit. And then as time has been progressing, like I've been taking making electronic music and producing beats and stuff a lot more seriously. Um, like as of right now, I, I actually just hit affiliate on Twitch um, by uh, because I'm, I've been doing live, like streaming myself, making beats live uh, because I could do it pretty quick now. Uh, and that's been really, really, really fun. Congrats. So describe what, for some people who don't understand what it, that and becoming an affiliate on Twitch is, because that is a very big deal. And what a beat is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know, but maybe not my so, mom so, who's listening to this. So uh, <laughs> uh, 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 a beat is literally just like uh, electronic music that is meant to be, nine times out of ten, meant to be rapped over. Right, right. Um, so it's, it's like... Uh, instrumental hip-hop music like a backtrack and you're doing that improvisationally as you stream on twitch yeah so i uh I, th- I think there's actually a video floating around of um me using my cat oh, to so like i'm using his little hands and paws <laughs> he that cat is very limp like i just <laughs> he he gets in my lap and then turns into a puddle and i can really do whatever i want so i use his little arms and i make an entire beat with him um uh but, on the drum pad. Yeah, like on the drum pad. So I'm I'm doing like live production. So it's like I'll pick a kit or I'll pick a sample and then I'll chop it up into a whole bunch of different pieces and then boop 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 boop. An affiliate. Oh, an affiliate. Lol. <laughs> um, so uh, after you you have to hit a certain amount of like streams and followers and stuff like that. And once that happens, you can then um, you're then a Twitch affiliate, which means that you can start taking on subscribers. Which means that people can pretty much pay two dollars and fifty cents. Well, the, they pay five dollars to me a month, and Twitch takes some of it, and I, I get and I get the other half of it, and it gives me the ability to kind of like keep money coming in, and it pays me to continue streaming. Um, and another really cool thing is is if you happen to have an Amazon Prime account, you can give me one free subscription. And it will not cost you a dang thing. All you got to do is go over to twitch.tv uh, slash Duke Stamina. And you could give me that Twitch Prime subscription. And it costs you $0. And I get $2.50 a month. So if you, you know, if you feel like doing that, you should do it. Because uh, I could very much use that money. And, and producing, <laughs> producing, um, producing beats for people on, on streams is actually becoming like a thing. Um, is it really? Yeah, so I don't know if you've heard this yet, but this is in your in company with you. Uh, Logic, the rapper, mm-hmm. is like one of the biggest rappers. Yeah, he just started doing... He, well, he retired from like producing his own albums because he just signed a seven-figure deal with Twitch mm-hmm. to exclusively do streams where he makes beats and then people can can listen to that and use those. Is like that it, Spock's stage name? It is not Spock's stage Logic? Name. <laughs> I understand. You're right, so. Perfect. He probably should do a, a Spock rap, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, but yeah, I mean, that's a big... Like, one, one of the biggest rappers in the world said, I'm going to stop doing rap, but I'm going to go on Twitch and make beats exclusively. Yeah, that's insane. Well, he said he was going to stop producing his own... His own rap, yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, they, they, they signed an exclusivity deal with him. He has a contract with Twitch to, to do this. That's insane. That's nuts. Yeah, so, that's, that's... Uh, videography then. When did you start shooting videos? Because your, your, your song that we just played, it has quite an impactful video that's pretty well done. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so, I've been shooting videos since I was like 16. Um, the... Uh, year the PlayStation 2 came out, uh, I believe, is the same year that I got a hand-me-down camcorder for my brother um, for Christmas. And that, I started a love of video editing, and me and my friends would go out and, you know, record us jumping off of a roof and then play it, like, watch it being played backwards and, and laugh about it. And, you know, if I was in high school and, or, well, if I was in junior high and I needed to, like, make an A on an assignment and they gave me the ability to make a video, 
I would get an A on an assignment. Like, it was just, it was fun. And I, I always loved it. always loved making movies. I grew up doing improv theater and stuff like that. So, like, being behind a camera and editing footage has always been something that I've, like, has been a part of me. But it wasn't until this year that I actually started my own business, uh, Dandy House. Uh, and pretty much, hmm, I'm going to give myself a second. Dandy House is, like, my own private video production company where I run everything. Like, I do – I think what sets me apart is I've never had to pay for uh, royalty-free music because I make my own. So every single video I've ever put out, if it's not someone, like, who is performing the music live on it, it is I, – I made the beat. Um, and I do everything from, you know, real estate videos to, uh, like, com- I do commercial work and stuff like that, but – uh, I recently started doing something called uh, Dandy House Sessions where I've been doing like kind of like audio tree where I have people come through my house and then I record them and then I put it up on the internet. Um, I've got one of a local rapper named uh, Cool Kid Cannon. He's awesome. Super great dude. I did one of him. And I remember doing one of Kyle Ann. I'm sure y'all know her. Uh, God, God, I'm in love with her. <laughs> but I think the world is. Um, but yeah, so Dandy House, that's, uh, uh, I got really, really into it over the past like year and a half, two years, just like doing video work. And I know, I love it. It's, it's great because it lets me do everything at once. Oh, yeah. You know, I get to make music. I get to edit footage. I get to shoot footage. And sometimes I get to do, like, uh, animation and 2D and design. And, and so it pretty much it encompasses all of the things that I feel like I, I'm, I am confident at, you know? It's time to get back to that segue from earlier. Remember Dang. the segue? But real quick, um, what, are you, what are you primarily shooting with and editing with? I'm just curious. So I shoot on a uh, Sony a7 III, and I edit on Adobe Premiere Pro. Um, I hate that I have to. I wish that I was good at DaVinci because I just... Adobe makes a garbage video editing software, but it's so... It, I'm so used to it. I've been using it since I was in high school, so... like You're locked in. Yep. Okay, segue. Why, why was that a segue? What did you say, Richard, that made the segue? Oh, I, I said the, that track, uh, Gaypok, sounds like um, MC Chris and the Beastie Boys had a baby. Ah, uh, yes. And you also did say something about uh, Spock raps, and I guess that <laughs> yeah. is also a line in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, I'll stir-fry you in my walk. <laughs> Knees will start shaking and your fingers pop like a pinch on the neck from Mr. Spock. Yes, I am talking about uh, Intergalactic yes, by too. Beastie Boys. <laughs> So uh, you got a story to tell? Yeah, so Beastie Boys uh, was, like, one of the first, was, like, really the first, like, good, like, rap groups that I ever got into growing up. And this song, I remember, like, how I listened to it the most when I first got it is I had just gotten Napster, if any of y'all remember, don't. This is a running theme right around the last few the episodes. The last three episodes, that is directly that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I had gotten Napster, and I downloaded this track, and I didn't have, like, a CD burner or anything like that, but I had a uh, stereo that if you put, you know, a tape in. I think it was either a stereo that you could put the tape in and hit record, yeah. or it was either a – is that – no, it was a handheld recorder. It was a handheld oh, um, a little, voice little recorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would pl- I played the song and I recorded it into the handheld uh, tape recorder and then I'd walk around and I had that and it's like that was how I got to listen to that song was just this like super low super fidelity boot, mono bootleg <laughs> like yeah it's on mono being played into a trash can under the ocean it sounded that good you know but yeah that's I don't know and that was how I got into that and I was listening to it all the time I love that track and then. Uh, Fast forward, and I'm here in North Carolina, and I meet the wonderful Brie Le- uh, Lee Britt Schneider, who I believe had an episode on here as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, him and my buddy uh, Ronan, who I believe is also go- about to have an episode in the upcoming weeks. I saw an email about that. Yeah, dude, he's great. I love those dudes. Uh, we did a Beastie Boys cover set at... Uh, Love Your Rebellions, um, what is it? The Masquer- Sonic Masquerade. Sonic Masquerade, there we at go. At Nice Guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that uh, 
the year before, and we did a Beastie Boys cover set, and so I got to, you know, perform my favorite song with my two favorite local rappers. It was it is so good. We, it was so, and he sound you sound exactly like that like, sounds very very similar as well. So very similar sound. Why? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, how did you meet Lee? Was that when he was on his like weird video game tour, or was that something else? So I met Lee. I feel like I'm someone had like when I first moved here, someone told me like, "Dude, you need to meet Lee." Um, and then I think I was I was at uh, I think like Beach Records used oh, to. Oh, I do... thought you said you met him in North Carolina. I was oh like, what no, a no, I met him is. down here. Okay. Like well, I met then. him. He was selling the. Uh, but never mind. I'm just his... derailing the whole conversation. <laughs> is all I'm doing. <laughs> He was selling his Dungeons and Dragons uh, like pins and stuff around that, that time, and I was like, "Oh, right. these are so cool!" Um, man, Lee's the best. Uh, well, shall we listen to the fully fidelic Intergalactic? Yes, I would. I would like that. Sir. Okay, this is from uh, Beastie Boys' 1998 album, "Hello Nasty." Hello. Do it. That is Mark. Yeah, right. Uh, have you ever seen them perform? Oh God! I wish I would have killed to have, but no. I'm I I I I never will. But uh, oh my God! I wish I wish that's like that's that's on the uh, the bucket list, the unachievable bucket list. Um, uh, what was the last show you saw before we had to stop going to people present shows? Of uh, just any music, just in music in general, just general. Oh, what's the last show I saw? Um. Uh, actually, I went and saw uh, this band AJJ up in um, where was it? That was in Orlando, I believe. Hmm. Um, they were so good. Oh my god! I went and saw them with uh, my good friend Jesse, uh, Jesse Kaysen of Jesse Kaysen Photography. You might know her. She's pretty famous. She needs to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, she will be. I think we'll Don't be you worry. There. Okay. Don't okay. you worry about that one. Well, good. Good. Um, uh, When was the last time you performed in front of people? Or do Um, you do a lot of that? Well, I'm doing that a lot more now due to Twitch. Well, I meant like physical presence. I'm trying to explore like, you know, the world changed. Yeah, it, um, I'm trying to like, like, forget about that as as often as I can. (laughs) Um. Uh, I think the last time I actually played a show was probably about a year ago. Uh, I played a show at Beach Records with uh, uh, Cody Cody Smith or Cody and Co. Just, he was yeah. in that chair one week ago from right yeah. now. Man, he's such a sweet boy. I he love him. So fun. Just... And uh, I think I played with him. And he's uh, today's episode. He, his well, episode yeah, is so out if you're right now. To this oh, now really? You yeah. can already listen to this on threesongstories.org, <laughs> on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to his episode. He's he's so good. Uh, yeah, Napster also came up in his episode. Um, uh, best concert experience of your entire being. Uh, I'm gonna get into that one. That's uh, actually another this... segue. Well, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> then uh, let's hit it. Okay, you want to go to it? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so uh, it brings us to our uh, our, our third song. Our story. third song. Our third song story. Um. So the my third song is this track called Ebola Rama by this band Every Time I Die. Um they're like a uh post hardcore metal metalcore kind of band. I, I um, so love metal categories. Like we yeah, talked about right? it a couple times on the show and it's my favorite like <laughs> this weird categorization of metal. <laughs> yeah, there's like so many subcategories of metal cuz it's like oh, I don't like, you know, Post shoegaze math thrash. <laughs> I only listen to you know like. Hey, Colin, he likes it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's an inside joke for them. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's. Uh, but this track, uh, Ebola Rama, by Every Time I Die, it's. It was it was a song that I had always liked. Uh, I like, it got me kind of more and more. It got me more into heavy music after finding it and being like, oh wow, like. I didn't know that bands could like the lyrical content of uh, of their of Keith Buckley's writing is is really interesting. Um, he's got a lot of really really cool lines in all of his music. He like I look up to him so much as far as just like a a poet. And uh, so uh, to preface how 
uh, how I got to go see my favorite uh, concert of all time. Uh, the reason I fell in love with this song as much as I did. Uh, so, so I don't know if you heard of this wild thing called LSD. Well, I did that in one of the first apartments that I had ever rented uh, with a handful of my friends. Or I, I'd like to say I know someone who did that in an apartment that I used to live at. This is a safe place. Uh, and it was... It was a really cool experience. It was my first time tripping, and I just remember, like, so many cool firsts that night where, like, I one of my dreams is I want to be a 2D animator. I'd, I'd love to, like, create a cartoon. And back then, uh, the hallway back to the master bedroom, uh, which I lived in, was just covered. The walls from, like, floor to ceiling was all little sketches that I had done over, you know, a, the course of, like, maybe a two- or three-year period. And it was, like, you know, pencil drawings and pen drawings and ink and printouts and all of this wacky stuff. And I remember, like, me and a couple of my friends, like, and it's a small hallway. Like, if you were, if you had big shoulders, like, you would be the only person that would fit in that hallway. And there's, like four or five of us like crammed in there like just like sitting on the wall like our backs to one wall looking at the other one just watching all of these illustrations like animate themselves and it was it was so cool and I remember sitting there and my buddy uh, my buddy Alec that I played in uh, a band Hot Basic with that's my favorite musical accomplishment ever by the way Uh, listen to Hot Basic on Spotify do it it's really good um he hands me some headphones that he's wearing and he's like, dude, you have to listen to this song. And and he's like, you know the song, just but listen to it right now. And and I <laughs> and he had been listening to it like four or five times on repeat. And he hands it to me and it's Ebola Rama by Every Time I Die. And it just like with where I was at and how fast and chaotic and how like strange the lyrical content was like it it kept up with me um it sounded like acid to me and i was just like this is the coolest thing i've ever listened to and i just i fell in love with it and the track i remember like i'm still getting like full body tingles thinking about it there's um uh this line in it like this is a rock and roll takeover and i remember like like hearing it and just like yeah, yeah, full body chills. Just like I don't know, it it just hit me at in that moment. There's uh, that and my favorite line in that song: uh, "When in Rome we shall do as the Romans; when in hell we take shots at the bar." Um, that brings me to my favorite concert experience I've ever been to. So I got to see this band every time I die. They played in, uh, I believe it was Raleigh, North Carolina, at the Lincoln Theater. And they were playing with uh, this other band, uh, Let Live. And uh, I saw Every Time I Die play, and I was just like, (laughs) just blown away. And this was probably, I was the skinniest that I ever was in my entire life. I was like maybe 110, 115. I was not eating well back there, back then. Um, Sorry, one second. Let me drink drink some water. While you drink your water... Did that have anything to do with hallucinogenics? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I want to make a dad joke. They should have called that the Die and Let Live Tour. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, okay, just saying. Um, I think they actually had a really good tour name. I can't remember what it was, though. Um, So I got to see them play, and um, during their set, their set was like the first time I ever got like really crowd surfed. Um, and because I was so so teeny, like people were just like, "Hell yeah, get up there!" And they just like pick me up and like throw me up on top of everyone. <laughs> and I was like, "Woo yeah!" <laughs> and I remember, um, like, seeing them play like a few of the songs that they had just put out on uh, the album that they were touring on at that point, uh, "New Junk Aesthetic," which is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, but I, I remember seeing them play, and I'm like exhausted from from moshing and crowd surfing and all that and i'm and i hear the beginning of a bolorama start and i'm just like oh, oh my god so like i'm i'm on top of the crowd for more of that song than i'm standing and 
I remember that uh, my favorite line from it, when in Rome we shall do as the Romans, I'm literally sitting there like floating like on the crowd looking at Keith, like pointing at him, yelling the words and going like, when in Rome we shall do as the Romans, when in hell we take shots at the bar. And I remember him reaching out and grabbing my hand and pulling me on stage at that moment. And I'm just like... jump like straight back out into the into the crowd oh my god it's like yeah i'm i'm like completely goosebumped right now thinking about it that it's frisian mike what's the german word for that frisian (laughs) frisian shall we listen to it yes please let's get frisian together yes uh okay this is uh you well you've said it all it's off but i want to say this there the album name is 2003 it's called hot damn damn exclamation You are by far our most animated guest <laughs> in the chair. Him and Kim, I think. <laughs> no, that's yeah, true. That's yeah. Right. yeah, well, Kim was like interpretive dancing. The whole thing was great. <laughs> uh, what did that, like, what was going through your head as you fell, jumped off the stage and got surfed back into the scene? Uh, n- nothing. Yeah. Nothing. You were just like, it was just pure like, bliss. Yeah, it's like, um, it would be like the feeling of leaving Earth for the first time and l- like feeling what zero gravity feels like like that it was like i'll i'll never like i'll i can't remember it correctly that's how incredible it was it was like such a huge just rush of endorphins and like i don't know (laughs) it was was crazy it's like it's like experiencing evidence that magic happens yes you know what i mean like it it would be like finding out that you're a wizard <laughs> okay, Wizard, if you were a championship wrestler, what would your come into the uh, arena music be? What? Um, that's a good one. Thank um you. Uh Oh my god, what would my entrance music be? Yes. I mean, John Cena's is already really good. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, it would be the I I literally just can I play? Can I play the sound for you? I made this yesterday. So this is the Final Fantasy VII. Um, Yay! <laughs> it's the victory theme, but it's only being played by um, the MLG Airhorn. <laughs> Here we go. That makes so much sense. That's a solid <laughs> answer to that question. It made me so happy. What was the question? I had to go out of the room. Uh, that was this championship wrestler come in music. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. This is, a, uh, this is the goodest time as any for me to... Uh, I thought you said um, goodest. It, it's the goodest time. It's the goodest this time. Is, this is as good a time as any for me to compliment you on your Parappa the Rapper uh, lanyard oh. that you're wearing. Or oh. Were. I saw it earlier. Oh, yes. Um, it's on my keys. It's also, he's my he's my main yeah. boy. Yeah, you got a tattoo on the forearm. So <laughs> I just, I thought that might be the answer to that question. I he was also has a number three tattoo. So he it does was meant have to a be. number three tattoo. Yeah, that was, uh, me and a buddy of mine went into, uh, man, that should have been my three song story. Me, my buddy went into a tattoo shop to get uh, a three for North Carolina for Dale. Three for Dale, oh, man. Dale. <laughs> we, we do have a question where we ask people. Yeah, what would a be your fourth version. song? What is oh, that, that? It, it would be um, uh, God, where Freebird? Because we went in, and got this done, and by the time that they had done the tattoo, realized he messed it up, and then fixed it, Freebird had started playing the second the machine started, mm. and then. It still was playing the solo by the time we left. <laughs> they were so mad that we didn't want the Intimidator 3 that we just wanted their handwritten 3 instead. Uh. They're like, but that's not Dale. And I'm like, nah, man, it's 3 for Dale. <laughs> and they were just like, f*** this, dude. Um, they probably remember you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, TV theme song uh, committed to memory that you'd sing with us. If um, we know it. Uh... God, I don't know. TV theme song? Yeah. Uh, I sounded so annoyed. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dummy. God. Um, uh, you know when you watch a show, right? And then <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. It's the my music my brain went the... completely blank. It's okay. So if it threw a body. Oh, uh, that's Golden Girls. And invited everyone you knew. You would be. We're just letting you go. What? Oh, 
I don't that actually know that. So I think good. you have satisfied that thank question's you, answer. Wait, I, I do want to know. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Spencer's got a voice on him. Travel uh, down hey. the road and back again. <laughs> uh, if if we played if we played fighting dreamers, would you go? Always. We are fighting dreamers, tackle and she divide. No, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. go my way. Right now! Just checking. <laughs> uh, karaoke? Oh, I'm down with it. Last, uh, What would be your like go-to song if you went in? <sighs> it's changed because I can't do my old favorite choice anymore. Your favorite choice. Was it I Believe I Could Fly? <laughs> we had, uh... But I, I could believe you can touch the sky. Was that Cody? I know, this is like we're having somebody echoes just, somebody of reality just, going that was, on here. That was their answer. Yeah, it's it's uh, I Believe I Could Fly, or my other go-to is uh, Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas. Oh, there yeah. you go. Or, wait, no, it's... Uh, uh, Ordinary People by John Legend as well. Those are my three go-tos. Nice. Uh, last time you bought music that had a physical form, like a record mm. or something. I'm trying to think. I Because I just had um, a... I didn't buy it, but I just got a vinyl in, in the mail yesterday, um, or two days before, when my label had sent me out... Um, a test pressing of um, the vinyl that I'm about to be putting out next month. Oh, so you have that in your hands? Um, well, I've got a test pressing, so it's Ooh. not like what it looks like, but I've got the I've got a physical vinyl, which is you That's know going to be a collector's item someday. I you know that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the last time you got uh, physical music of someone else's? Yeah, it, it's uh, this band, The Manx, which is uh, the the guy who owns my label plays. Uh, banjo electric banjo in it they are um i would absolutely check out the manx they are the craziest thing you will literally ever see they've got a uh track with a um guest vocal spot by justin roiland from uh uh rick and morty, rick and morty. Yeah, rick and morty. uh the m-a-n oh m-a-n-x X, the manx if you were a cocktail or drink of some kind what would it be mm. I love it. You just get to ask that question like it's a normal question I know, to ask I a love person. It. Uh, I would be a sex on the beach because I'm a gross pervert. Sounds good. Good answer. If you could collaborate with anyone <laughs> musically and or make a music video for, who would it be? If I could collaborate with anyone musically or make a music video for, um, uh. God, that's a real fun one. If I could collaborate with anyone musically, it would be the, um, oh my God, Masaki Yuasa, who is a uh, cartoon director from Japan. He does crazy, crazy wild stuff um, and has made like pretty much all of my favorite anime. Make a music video for somebody. Um, if, hmm... Uh, weird hipster answer, but uh, Animal Collective, I think, would be very fun. There you go. Um, uh, what would your 14-year-old self think of who you are here with us today? Uh, he would cry because he was so Christian and he was so, so far inside that closet that he would just be like, I turn into a sinful jerk. Did he see the door to the closet from the inside? Um. Oh, yes. I mean, he was like, mm, well, this is a sin, so I'm going to hell for thinking these thoughts. I sure hope I can unthink them. Sure hope I could pray this one away. Um, by the way, brother, you couldn't. <laughs> um, okay, we're pretty much out of time. Um, can you recommend three people? No, wait, we're going to do, we'll do that. We've got to do this other one first. We've got this new question. Ooh. So, um, okay, of your three songs, if you were pressed and you had no way out, and you had one that you could um, ensure was still being listened to it deep into the future. Like you're preserving it for the future. It will still be a song that people listen to. The other one would be that you're going to make it just disappear from existence entirely. 
And the other one is just one that you get to keep listening to. No, it's the only thing you get the to only keep listening to. Oh, it's the only thing. To. Sorry, yeah. Richard, I keep getting it wrong. Yeah. The only thing I get to keep listening to, one where... You preserve I, it for posterity. Out of the three songs that you chose to share with us yeah. today. And uh, one that has to go, it never existed. It never existed? Or, yeah. or going forward, yeah. It was um, yeah. I guess... Uh, That sucks. I um, know. Uh, okay. The, this is my favorite. What, what's the first? Thing. What's the first part of the question? So, what song would you allow to be basically perpetually listened to and kept for all eternity for others it, to enjoy, but you cannot fade. listen to it? But yeah. I can't yeah. listen to it. Um, I could do that with uh, uh, Intergalactic. Okay. Plus, it's the one that I think of all of mine is going to stand the test of time. So, what would you eliminate? It's gone forever. <clears throat> Every time I die is track because as they keep putting music out, it just keeps getting better and better. And then you would and so obviously keep. So de facto, keep, wind yeah. would be the one. That yeah, wind would be the one you'd that, listen to forever. On yeah, because I feel like it. Uh, I think that constant reminder of uh, "Don't try to live so wise" is uh, that's a nice that's a nice yeah. rule to live by. You'll only hurt yourself in the end. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, time to recommend three people. Okay, so this is a hard one, but I might do five of them. I did give him a limit of five people. <laughs> so, uh, the first one that I want to suggest is uh, my beautiful, wonderful boyfriend, uh, Xavier Brignoni. Uh, he is a one of the co-founders of the DOS Co-op Art Gallery downtown. Um, and it was actually just our anniversary yesterday, so happy anniversary. Hey, happy anniversary, baby, if you listen into this. Um... If better be I sure. know. well, if you well, here, the, <laughs> when the you listen to this, yeah, the stipulation is the people you name here. You have to also put the podcast like in their hand. Like, oh, you yeah. have to share oh, I'm, or I'm tag gonna. or do all that. Um, the second one is uh, is absolutely Jesse Kaysen. and if she wants to say no, I will literally fight you, Jesse. I will fight you to death, and I will stab you, and then uh, <laughs> we'll just film that. Oh yeah, that'd be a great time. She'd probably take me, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> it's not hard, though. Like, Aww. an infant, like... Well, an infant with a gun could really take down anyone. Um, <laughs> uh, that could be the promo, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, David Acevedo is is my third, and my fourth and fifth. Um, <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll just go fourth. Uh, has anyone done... Uh, uh, Colin O'Ryan, he's a uh, he plays bass in Cobras. No, we've asked Frankie several yeah. times. I what? mentioned that to you, um, and she just hasn't gotten back to She's us. Elusive. But we will try to see if we could uh, garner her husband. Yeah, get them both. Well, I mean, they could do a duel. That thing. would be cute if we could get oh them on the dang God, show. That would be so well. I'm a, I'm a yell at them. I'm gonna make sure that they do that together. Ooh, he pulled out the ama. I'm a get them. I'm a, oh yeah. That's, that's a North Carolina. That's a North Carolina. Ooh, get oh, Chaboy, Chaboy, going to do it. <laughs> okay, uh, that's it. You got any final thoughts for us that you'd like to leave us with? Um, yo, keep wearing those masks, y'all. Like, please, come on, let's get. I want this stuff over with. Also, um, I love you. And, oh yeah, fucking the. If you got a. Amazon Prime account. Go to <laughs> twitch.tv slash Duke Stamina and give me $2.50 a month for free, please. please. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. <laughs> we make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is the co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is the co-creator and producer. Tara Callaghan is our online content producer and periodic host, and Chris Duffus is our executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. I met Spencer under his stage name, Duke Stamina, when he came into the studios more than a year ago to perform on our talk show, and I was handed a couple of his songs to prep for air. They were tight, well-produced, and almost unairable because of the swearing and graphic content in them. But I loved the songs. I refused to go for something safer or worse, hacked to pieces. So I spent the better part of an hour taking apart the two best candidates and putting them back together in a way I knew they'd air just fine and still have some of their punch. You know what? We only aired one. And it was the one I liked my work the least on. I spent the rest of the day mourning the fact that I'd never get to actually hear all that work in the wild. Until now. 
every time I see Spencer on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitch, my mind wanders to this song, or my version of it, and the time and effort that was spent for this moment. Here's Space Mike, the WGCU remix, by Duke Stamina and me. that all you folks are behind me. I woke up to the fact that I'ma break the game apart like I'm up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. Be a smart listener or do yourself the favor to rewind this. Cause you're still stuck on the lines that sit behind this. I'm just on my hand you. The hash pipe and I'll be blown like a winding. Like six glasses deep, running around and screaming like glasses complete. Yeah, I can't compete. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Got anything for an out-of-work fairy? You want to see how talented I am? (laughs) (laughs) Apart's what you make it, so watch how I fake it. I can get you out of a jam.